ask the pastor to come up and give the message today. Good morning. <laughs> Grace and peace be to you. Uh, we're in the fourth part of this sermon series. We've been looking at Jesus's uh, command. Uh, you know, he was asked, what's, what's the most important thing that we can do? And Jesus said right away, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind. So we talked about the first three, and actually last week we learned that you are much stronger than you think you are. And today, possibly is even better news, you're much smarter than you think you are. Hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, it's good that we're talking about loving the Lord with all of our mind on this Confirmation Sunday. Uh, because if you think back to your Confirmation experience, uh, the classes uh, that you took, maybe as a youth, uh, it was a lot of knowledge pounding, right? Getting stuffed in it. And this confirmation is a long uh, Christian tradition, a long history. And I know, I know churches that have uh, pictures of their confirmation classes that go back 80 years. And uh, as you think about, uh, again, your confirmation and maybe... Uh, Shelby, maybe you've already been regaled uh, from your family of stories of their confirmation and uh, the mountains of memorization that they had to do, the public questioning they had to do. Uh, this is a big tradition. Uh, it's a tradition of hot Sunday spring mornings and churches crowded with parents and sponsors, grandmothers and grandfathers, all straining to hear you, as a youth, you today, in your own unique voice, making those baptismal promises your own, making this faith that you have been taught your own, taking responsibility for living out that faith your own. Your pastors, your parents, your family has uh, uh, brought you this far in your journey of faith, imparting to you wonderful knowledge, but also nurturing you with incredible love from Jesus Christ. And this is a monumental moment uh, where we get to stand with all of the believers who have at one point in their lives, this church or another church, wherever we were, it's all the body of Christ, stood up and said, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my Lord, he is my Savior, and I will the best of my ability support, encourage, pray for my new family of God, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so there we are. We are bonded together by these vows that we've all made to God and vows we've made to each other. Now it kind of gets its roots, confirmation, where does it come from? It kind of gets its roots in that question that Jesus asked his disciples. Who do you say that I am? Well, he started by asking, well, who do other people say that I am? And there were all kinds of ideas out the people in the day that heard Jesus preach and thought, wow, he's like the wisest rabbi ever. Uh, some people saw the miracles that he did and said, wow, he's probably a prophet. That's maybe Elijah came back from heaven or maybe another prophet that was risen from the dead. He's just really, really special. And uh, Jesus just said, okay, disciples, you know, who do you say that I am, though? And Peter exclaimed, you are the Christ the son of the living God. 
And Jesus makes a really important point there. Says, Peter, you, you couldn't have said that of your own ability or your own knowledge, but it was given to you by God. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift of faith. A lot of people today have a lot of ideas about who Jesus was. You go ask anybody on the street, uh, you'll get as many answers, different answers as the people that you ask. Uh, some people view Jesus again today as some great model, some great example. You really showed how to really, really love other people. Just a, a radical love, loving others as much as you love yourself. We should emulate that. What a great society this would be. What a great role model Jesus would be. Uh, you could... Uh, uh, people see Jesus as kind of a healer, kind of like the, the cosmic Tylenol, the, the cure for whatever hurts you. You can Google Jesus, and you'll get millions of thoughts on who Jesus was. Well, the scriptures are very clear on who Jesus was, and the ultimate revelation of who he was was found in the cross. So God recognizing that we cannot unburden ourselves from our own sins. That we cannot approach the holy of holies, the throne of God with covered in our sinfulness. Uh, we'd be evaporated in the presence of the holy God. And that was a problem because God loves us. And God wants to be with us. wants us to be with him you know, forever. And there was no way we were ever going to get there on our own. And so he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, the son of God, in the flesh to take on our sins, to pay the punishment for our sins on the cross. His hands and feet were pierced for our sins. And he was buried. But that's not the end of the story. To the cross, God adds resurrection. Only the author of life has power over death. This is the proof that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. This is the proof that he has the power to do what he said he would do. Namely, forgive your sins and defeat death for you and give you eternal life with God, with your whole family of God, forever and ever, forever and ever. And so today, on Confirmation Sunday. It's a day of words, it's a day of promises. We make our public uh, confession that yes, this is what I believe, the faith that I was baptized into, the faith that my parents have raised me in, it is true, I've studied it, it is, uh, uh, you know, I have the head knowledge, I've got the mind, but more than that, I'm going to put it into action. I'm going to strive Right, to live according to God's word the rest of my days. Now that's a big promise. And some of you today, if you've looked back to that day you were confirmed and all of the days that have transpired since then, you know how hard it is to remember those promises, much less always carry them out. It's a really tall order. And Again, it reminds me of this wonderful apostle Peter. We just, we just lifted him up as a great example of confessing Jesus. You are the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Not shortly long after that, he made another vow. 
So Jesus, I will never deny you. And then he did three times. Sounds kind of like us, doesn't it? Kind of like the promises we made on our confirmation day and how many times we've stumbled or denied or sinned since then. Well, there's really good news for all of us sinful saints. And it's really spelled out for us in Martin Luther's explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, which I know you all memorized in your confirmation class, and it goes like, (laughs) all right, I'll help you out. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. That's the good news. It's that God will build his church on sinful, failed, miserable, uh, unaccounted for people just like Peter and me and you. See, the mistake that Peter made when he made that promise, <clears throat> I'll never deny you. I said he made that based on his own strength. And what he should have said, listen carefully, by the grace of God, by the power of God, I will never deny you. We'll never, <clears throat> we'll never do the good works that God's called us to do on our own, by our own strength. Uh, that is a poor foundation uh, to build on. We rely on the strength of God, and that's what he promises to do. He really does it all. You know, we just kind of go through motions in some sense. We do put forth the effort, right? But we're never going to have perfection. We're always going to forget, not want to do it, whatever. But it's the grace of God that forgives us, the strength, the power of God uh, that enables us to will and to do his good works, namely loving, loving our neighbor as ourself, as hard as that is. Now, uh, very proud, again, uh, this day of uh, confirmation, strengthening, uh, you know, loving the Lord with all our mind. You know, in the Lutheran tradition, we really put a lot of emphasis on knowledge and learning, and, 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 uh, and rightly so. Uh, we want our, you and all of us, when we stand up here, to really know what we're being asked and what is ahead of us, <laughs> the challenges and everything. And that is really lacking in our society today. Uh, we've lost even just basic senses of Western morality uh, because of a lack of just very basic biblical knowledge. And I found an example of this. Does anybody remember when Jay Leno hosted the Tonight Show? Jay Leno, anybody? All right, dating myself. Shelby, you don't know Jay Leno. All right. <clears throat> well, he did this uh, a segment often. It was called Jaywalking. And he'd go out, kind of man on the street, ask, asking questions. And so he did one, one segment was on kind of biblical literacy. And so he came up to uh, the first lady, and she said, he, he asked her, can you name one, just one of the Ten Commandments? I'll, I'll give you guys a shot at it first. Just one of the Ten Commandments. Shall not murder. Good one. Good, good. No, no, this lady said, freedom of speech. 
So he went to another lady and asked another question. He said, okay, complete this sentence. Let he who is without sin... Uh, No, that's not what she said. She said, have a good time. (laughs) All right, all right. Then he went went to a guy, a young man, and uh, he asked, this is the third question. He said, according to this Bible, who was swallowed by a whale? He very confidently, Pinocchio. Now, this is the same time, hilarious and sad. And so many people are doing wrong. They're disobeying uh, God's rules because they don't know them. Of course, there are many people who are doing wrong, and it's not because they don't know the difference uh, between right and wrong, but it's because they prioritize their own plans above God's plans. And that's the example that Jesus tells in the gospel reading this morning. Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them is foolish. It's foolish. It's like building his house on the sand. If you hear and you know in your mind the plan of God, the will of God, and you don't do it, it's foolish. It's a good analogy too because uh, you can imagine if you're building a home or let's just say we're building a church, right? A lot of building going to be going on here in the next couple of years. Let's say we, we get a great architect, do a master plan, just an incredible detail, the structural engineering, everything's just down perfect. We give it to the contractor, the, the builder. And he says, ah, I don't really like that plan. I'm just kind of do what I want. Right, so in a couple of years from now, we have our big dedication. It's a big, beautiful building. We're like, yeah, we're so excited. We go in. We're worshiping there. We're using it in the community. And a year later, we start to see some cracks in the walls. Right? Another year later, things are falling off <laughs> of, the, of the walls. And you dig down to investigate. This actually happened uh, to a house. The, the concrete foundation was only two inches mute. Ruined. Ruined. And so this is what happens. Uh, it's not a matter of if a storm is going to come into your life. It's when. When. So the rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell. And great was it the fall of it. Now, it didn't fall on the first day. It may have stood for years before anybody noticed anything. And that's kind of the big danger for a lot of us, if we, certainly a lot of people, uh, they say, well, God's judgment hasn't condemned me yet, so I must be doing okay. But it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when the storm will come. And it certainly could be a storm in this life, at least all kinds of storms. But there's ultimately, there's the day of judgment. There's the last day when you stand before Almighty God and everything is revealed, everything is uncovered. And some, sadly, will be feeling very foolish that they didn't do what they knew and heard. Now, uh, the other side of the coin there, Jesus says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man that built his house on a rock. You understand, both people heard the word. They knew the word. What's the difference? Obedience. 
One did, one did not. One is built on a rock. The storm is never going to shake that house or damage it. One is built on sand, which is obviously no support at all when it comes to hardships and storms of life. When God asks us to do something, he doesn't mean, think about it. Think about this. This might be good for you. Uh, When God asks us to do something, he doesn't mean, uh, you know, when you get around to it. Uh, He means means do it and do it now. And I had a friend who was telling me about his son who all growing up, all through adolescence, was just horrible about cleaning his room. Parents would tell him to clean his room, and his room was just so messy all the time. No matter how many times his mom told him, get your dirty dishes out of there, don't leave your candy wrappers or granola bar wrappers on the floor and your milk, everything, just clean up your room. And he would say, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it. But he just never got around to it, and it just drove him crazy. Well, after high school, uh, this now young man, he actually joined the Marine Corps, Yeah, and when he got home from uh, training, basic training, his dad asked him, so son, what did you learn at boot camp? He said, dad, I learned the meaning of the word now. (laughs) Now. Yeah. And we don't, again, God asks us to do something. We do it and we do it now, but we don't do it in our own strength. Right, we do it by the grace of God. And so if you remember back to your day of confirmation, or Shelby, you here in just a minute, uh, there's going to be some promises that we've made together as a family of God. Promises that were made in our baptism. We now, uh, uh, our parents, or sponsors spoke for us that today we speak for ourselves, but uh, Shelby, I know your parents and grandmother and your family and all of us here, we're going to be mouthing those words along with you again. And and the first vow that we make is to renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways. That shouldn't be too hard. It's certainly nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, for he was a, a liar, the father of lies, and we certainly don't want him as our father. <clears throat> He's a murderer from the beginning. We certainly do not want the devil as our guide or shepherd throughout this life. And we're saying that <clears throat> I don't want any part of him. I don't want to serve him or slave for him or let him be my shepherd and guide throughout this life. Absolutely not. And we promise that we believe in God, the Father, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And what, wow, what comforting words those are to know that our heavenly Father is the one who commands the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars, who rules over everything that is on the earth and under the earth and above the earth for our good. We promise we believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, the only way to the Father, the only way to know our maker and be right with him again. He loves us so much that he laid down his life for us. There can never be a doubt how much God loves us. We believe in the Holy Spirit, that gift from Jesus, who is always with us, who gives us strength, and that grace, that grace of God that we depend on for each and every good thing that we do, and certainly the forgiveness for when we make mistakes. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And then we say, this confession, this belief, 
that we have, the faith that we have in God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, I'm going to remain steadfast in this confession all of my days. And as we stand here today, looking across time, for many of you, again, you look back on your day where you made those promises in front of God and the family of God. And you know how hard it has been to remember those promises, to, to fulfill those vows that we've made, and how much you've relied on the grace of God to forgive you each and every time and to pick you back up, dust you off, and say, that's all right, child, get back in there, do it again. As we stand here looking into the future with Shelby, we, we may look f- into the future with a little bit of fear and apprehension, not knowing just what this crazy world is going to look like during your lifetime. But we stand here with a confidence that God and the Holy Spirit is going to be with you each and every day, your shepherd, your guide throughout all your days until we, until we all get together for that big, big reception in heaven on the last day. So, shall be very proud of you. You've done a great job. You have a wonderful family, a spiritual uh, support network, and you are also a part of the family of God here and all around the world. Uh, we lift you up in prayer and support and encourage you. And if ever, ever there's a time uh, in your life, I don't care when, or where you are, or where I am, uh, I am your pastor, and I will answer your text or your phone call or whatever, uh, whatever you need uh, to share that word of God to remind you. Uh, of how much he loves you. Amen? All right. Well, Shelby, I'm going to invite you forward right now. You can come on up here, up here on the stage. And Benjamin. There we go. Perfect. All right. Beloved in the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ said to his apostles, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Uh, Shelby, you have been baptized and catechized in the Christian faith according to our Lord's bidding. And Jesus said, Whoever confesses me before men, I also will confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Lift up your heart, therefore, uh, to the God of all grace, and joyfully give answer to those questions I now ask you in the name of the Lord. Do you this day, in the presence of God and of this congregation, Acknowledge the gifts that God gave you in your baptism. Yes, I do. Good. Do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you hold all the prophetic and apostolic scriptures? to be the inspired word of God. 
Do you confess the doctrine of the evangelical Lutheran church drawn from the scriptures as you have learned to know them from the small catechism to be faithful and true? This is where you change to I do by the grace of God. Do you intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully? Do you intend to continue steadfast in this confession and church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it? Well, we rejoice with thankful hearts that you have been baptized and you have received the teaching of the Lord. You have confessed the faith and been absolved of your sins as you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his blessed sacrament. He who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Shelby Connell, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, We thank and praise you for the great goodness in bringing your daughter to the knowledge of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and enabling her, both with the heart to believe and with the mouth to confess his saving name. Grant that bringing forth the fruits of faith, she may continue steadfast and victorious to the day when all who have fought the good fight of faith shall receive the crown of righteousness. We pray through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The congregation said, amen, amen. Come on, Ben. Get a few things to give you today. So, well, uh, yeah. yeah, there's your cross there, a certificate, and then this Lutheran study Bible uh, with your name on it there. This is a really good study Bible. I'm kind of picky when it comes to Bibles, but... Uh, the notes, the study notes in here are really good. It's got like devotional thoughts. It's Thank not, you. yeah. So, God's blessings to you. So proud of you. Welcome uh, to the confirmed membership. <laughs>